You're listening to episode 25 of the Aligned Action Podcast, and this episode is the September 2021 Alignment Report, where I share with you everything that is working in my business, everything that's not working, and what I'm doing about it. September was an interesting month, which I'll tell you all about after the jump. You're listening to the Aligned Action Podcast, the show that helps baffled beginners and even experienced entrepreneurs set intentions, attract ideal clients, and make meaning and money using real-life examples, an interactive teaching style, and in-episode experiences. I'm your host, Chantal, an educator-turned-web designer and aligned business mentor at Clear Quartz Creative. Together, we'll get past your playing small patterns and transform your all-over-the-place ideas into exciting possibilities so you can get the clarity you want, have the alignment you need, and embody the steps to grow your business your way. So take a deep breath, settle in with intention, and let's get into today's episode. These episodes typically talk about what did feel aligned and what didn't. And to be honest, alignment was really challenging for me this month. I started September with determination, thinking I'm just going to work harder. I'm going to put more effort in, more hours. And if I do that, if I work hard enough, I'll be able to get my business and my revenue back on at least somewhat of an upward trajectory. All month, I struggled with knowing what was right for me, what my sacral authority in human design was actually a yes to, knowing what I felt like doing. And also what felt aligned for me at the beginning of the month is totally different from what feels aligned for me now. So here's where I started. At the beginning of the month, I chose 10 different marketing tasks. I wrote them on little cards. My plan was to choose a card and work on it for at least two hours every day and to choose a different card each day. So the idea was that every 10 days, I would have spent at least two hours on each of these different tasks. I would cycle through the deck essentially three times a month, and I wouldn't be able to skip the things that I'd been avoiding that I wasn't making time for, like YouTube and Pinterest. And to help me make sure that I wasn't spending all my time on things that I realistically wanted to cut down on, like Instagram. I know you're going to be curious what those 10 things were, so I'm going to read off all 10 and I'll give you a brief explanation for each. One was ideal client research. This time involved a lot of me Googling things like reflexologist Ontario and therapist Washington and osteopath Nova Scotia and everything in between all over North America with the types of niches that I work really, really well with. The idea is for me to build a list of people that I can follow on social, that I can reach out to, that I can send a personalized video to in an email and start building connections. The second card was YouTube. Anything related to filming, editing, planning, uploading for my Clear Quartz creative channel which is just beginning. My plan is to create really short videos that help you if you're a newer entrepreneur or even an experienced entrepreneur who doesn't know everything in business so that you can figure out what all of the business terminology means and start to build your understanding. The idea is that the videos will be things like what is a niche? What is evergreen? What is affiliate marketing? I want to use my educational skill set and my background in teaching to market smart, but I've been putting off YouTube. So YouTube was the second card. Card number three was community. That's anything related to engagement on social media and in paid and free groups I'm in. So for example, I'm in a podcast host membership. I go into the circle group to comment on other people's 
post posts, to answer questions, to make connections. The fourth card is Instagram. That's content planning, writing captions, creating graphics and videos, the usual. Card number five, blog. This is writing original blog posts based on keywords that I want to rank for and turning podcast episodes into search optimized blog posts. Card number six, podcast. That's anything related to prepping episodes. So that could be outlining or uploading or brainstorming topics or writing show notes or anything generally re related to promoting this show. Next is ideal client outreach. This is where I take the list that I created from my earlier research and I start actually reaching out and doing the work of relationship building. So this means filming Loom videos, writing one email at a time and engaging on people's stories or posts on social. Next is Pinterest. That is designing pins, writing descriptions, actually pinning to my Tailwind account, creating new boards, etc. Then email marketing. This is writing emails, creating them an active campaign, reviewing analytics, filming GIFs, uh, and scheduling them to send. And last is screenshot actioning. This one is near and dear to my heart, and actually, it's a sneak peek into something that I have planned for you. I take about a million screenshots a week from other people's websites, blogs, landing pages, maybe Pinterest, Instagram. As a manifesting generator in human design, I like to respond to things, to respond to ideas and create my own ideas based on inspiration, but I often act as though the screenshotting itself is me actually taking the action, which of course it isn't and isn't going to get me anywhere. I don't want to wind up with a huge folder of screenshots that I haven't taken any action on because that feels not great. <laughs> I instead take time to work through what the what the actions are that I'm going to take or even just if it's quick taking that action. So maybe that's something like adding something to my highlights or adding a bullet point on one of my sales pages. If this all sounds like a lot, a lot of effort, a lot of complication, it is. Uh, it's no wonder that I'm stressed, that all of us are always stressed and feeling like we can never do enough because especially in solopreneurship where you're working on your own, there are so many marketing avenues and things to keep up with that it all starts to feel impossible. I was really hoping that my card system would revolutionize things because it would mean that I had spent six hours in September on each of these 10 areas. But it turned out that I would only stick with my revolutionary card system for four days. After that, one day spent coming home from the lake and preparing for the first day of school. And then the next day, which was the actual first day of school, totally disrupted these lofty plans that I had. I am still in the early stages of learning to bonus mom to my partner's three children. And it's tough. <laughs> it's interesting to learn how to fit my business around family life and back and forth with that. So I'm still, you know, I'm over a year into that, but I'm still not perfect with it. I've never been good at missing a day of a, of a new habit and then coming right back in. Even though logically I know it's better for me to miss those two days, uh, September 5th and 6th, and then come back for the other three weeks rather than missing the entire rest of the month like I did. But I'm always honest with you here. That's what I did. I let two days off, throw the whole thing. I didn't get back into it. I just didn't have the energy. 
And that isn't to say that I didn't do any of these activities all month, because I did. I just didn't do them in this structured way, and I didn't get nearly as much of it done as I intended to. In particular, YouTube dropped off a little, and the the whole Pinterest thing dropped off a little, and uh, as is typical for me, blogging dropped off a little. So I still did at least one action towards each of these 10 areas, but I didn't do what I set out to do. We can't work ourselves harder and harder and expect it to work for us. I am proof this month that it doesn't. Keeping up with everything is totally exhausting. I know I feel like I could always be doing more, and more is never ending. There's always some kind of new thing to put on my plate. At this point in the pandemic, that feeling of languishing that's described in Adam Grant's New York Times article, it's not just in our personal lives. It's in our business lives too. And I am proof this month that it just leads to burnout. In fact, on September 12th, roughly eight days after I gave up my card system, I re-sprained my left ankle. And that took a lot of my focus. Have you heard of Louise Hay? She's a spiritual author and she explains injuries or issues with certain parts of your body as having an emotional component. And every time I've looked one up, it's, it's been very true for me. So in her book, Heal Your Life, ankles are described as being about inflexibility, guilt, and the ability to receive pleasure. So let's look at all three of those in the context of my life and my business and this injury from the middle of September. First, ability to receive pleasure. <clears throat> no days off, constantly working more, no taking time for myself or doing anything else that I want to do aside from business. Even things like reading fiction that I'm just not doing. This one's very, very accurate. Inflexibility. In a physical sense, I essentially gave up yoga when I stopped teaching three years ago. When I had a bad sprain on the same foot five years ago, I was close to the best physical fitness and flexibility I'd ever had. Now, not so much. And then emotionally and mentally, as I've talked on the podcast about before, my thinking patterns tend to be rigid. I'm set in my ways, even when those ways aren't working, and I get tied to desired outcomes. And what's more, I have very strong opinions about how things should look like and what results I expect to be getting. And then guilt. I'm dealing with lots of feelings around my business being less successful this year than last and lots of feelings of being flawed, not enough, and so on for being less financially stable than a year ago. So when I hurt my ankle this month, I took it as a sign that I needed to slow down and be present. All of those areas uh, that Louise Hay describes in her book are 100% relevant and more so they're pointing to how I needed to show myself care. Ankle was a bit of a wake-up call. I became the best patient and simultaneously nurse uh, to myself that I could be. I iced my foot in an ice bath on a schedule and I tracked it and I actually did the, you know, the rest ice compression elevate. I did the rice thing. I tracked the times that I took Advil. I hydrated. I tensored my foot. I had a whole routine that basically centered around me laying on the couch and letting myself watch Netflix instead of working while my foot was painfully submerged in icy water. Uh, I took the rest that my body was demanding after I'm sure my body sent other signals that I ignored. And here's where I am now. It's taking me looking back over September to recognize 
the alignment that I couldn't necessarily discern in the moment. Before moving on to those things, the things that do feel aligned, I do want to mention one big alignment mistake that I made this month because I think it will be instructive for you. So last month, I started making plans to add a handmade element to my brand. Uh, Well, mostly my marketing and partly my client experience. I wasn't going to start selling anything handmade. The idea is going to sound very out of left field when I tell you, which is super manifesting generator of me. And I'll give you some context first. I feel very strongly that, you know, everything we do is digital. And because of that, we are quickly losing sight of what's actually important to us. Without things that we can hold in our hands, even our huge business wins are like living inside Google Docs and living in stories that expire within 24 hours. And I think that collectively we're craving more tactile things, things we can touch, hold in our hands, and that those elements, they're largely missing from entrepreneurship right now. Which brings me to my idea. I used to be a pocket scrapbooker. Probably never heard of it. It is a style called Project Life Scrapbooking. I got into it about nine years ago when I was going through a divorce in my mid-20s. I had been a scrapbooker a little bit in high school, but I picked it back up again when I was going through my divorce. It was a personal scrapbook that essentially every page documented a week in my life. It's called Pocket Scrapbooking because it's the kind of screen protector not screen protector, uh, sheet protector, that you insert the little cards into it and you create different layouts that way. At the time, I used it to encourage myself to actually get out and do things when all I wanted to do for months was sit on the couch and cry. I used the pocket scrapbooking to as like a visual reminder that if I didn't do anything that week, if I didn't do anything for me, if I didn't do anything fun, if I didn't figure out what it was I wanted to do, all of those little pockets would be empty and I wouldn't have made any effort to be moving forward or to be living my life. I did that kind of style scrapbooking for three years and it got me through that really tough time in my life. And I have this visual memory of how I navigated that change, which is really important to me. And I was thinking that I could apply this whole pocket scrapbook thing, this documenting my life aspect to my business in two separate ways. One was in marketing. The little three by four cards that you use paper, glue, stickers, stamps to design. I was going to use it for quotes uh, that I was going to take from this podcast and then create into cards that I would photograph and I would share on my Instagram feed. I'm not sure if you follow anyone who does this style of post, but I'm thinking like the people who do all of their quotes in those holographic balloons or uh, they do all of their posts uh, writing on a post-it or writing on a whiteboard, or you know, holding up a sign. So I was thinking that my niche could be these little pocket scrapbook cards for my content. And then the second thing that I was thinking that I could apply to the business was in a tangible handheld album that I would send to my biz wisdom in a weekend one-on-one clients. This would be a personalized album just for them, created by me, that held their mission, their vision, their values, their offer details, brand voice, ideal client, client experience, essentially all the things that we decided together in our weekend intensive. And then I was going to give them extra cards in the back because inevitably, even after this you know, business changing weekend, 
they're inevitably going to make changes as they implement, as they get experience and take in feedback. So the idea was that they could slide the old cards out that I'd created and replace them with new cards when they made a tweak to their mission statement or when they added a detail for their ideal client. And this would be sort of like a metaphor for how easy it is to make changes in your business when you want to, that you can just take out the card, make the change and put the card back in. But it would also be a handheld representation of all of the progress that they had made. They could hold in their hands inspiration that came from them. Instead of looking outward for inspiration, they could have this album that was a representation of everything they felt, everything that was meaningful to them in the business that they were creating. Anyways, I created one card and I got one page into the client album And things were feeling off creatively and energetically. The last time that I really scrapbooked regularly was in 2015. That's actually a long time ago. You know, this this six years has been really big. And that kind of hand crafting that I used to do really evolved into me digitally crafting logos and brands and websites for clients. So my narrative for that kind of creative storytelling and my medium completely changed into that digital medium. It wasn't that I wasn't enjoying the paper crafting anymore. It's just that something felt off visually and it it kind of felt a little bit hokey, which it didn't back in the day when I was doing it, but it did this time around. So I'm not sure what exactly evolved or grew with me uh, and my design sense, but It just wasn't feeling quite right, but I wanted to try it anyways, and I wanted to post it to my feed and see what the outer reception would be. So I did take a picture of one of the cards and posted it to my Instagram, and I felt really nervous about it, which is not typical for me, and I really was unsure of what I was going to get. So I posted it, I waited, I came back, I checked the comments. My very good friend and biz babysitter and client and mentor, Blake, who is actually going to be our guest next week on the podcast, had commented on the post, oh, that's so cute. I love that. And little did Blake know that cute is a word that is basically the kiss of death from me to me. Not that I'm opposed to cute if that is a word that feels right for you, for you or for your business. But for me, every time I've had that word thrown around about my business and what I'm creating, it just feels off. And so it was like the universe was sending me a signal through Blake that you were right to feel weird about this. This is not the right avenue. This is not the direction that you want to go. It is not energetically correct for you. It is not aligned for you. And so I'm very grateful for that because I didn't spend any more time or any more money on that avenue before ultimately coming to the exact same realization. So I know now that that is not going to be part of my marketing. It may still be part of my client experience, but definitely not in marketing. (laughs) So on now to things that did feel aligned for me in September. And heads up, it's less worky and a little bit more personal. Time spent outside was huge for me this month. I sat outside at the park. I sat on the deck. I sat up on the roof at my apartment. I did so much reading in the sunshine. I finished, I think, seven or maybe eight books this month. That felt really awesome to be reading a good mix of fiction and nonfiction. Some of my favorites were Can't Even, How Millennials Became the Burnout Generation, 
and this is marketing. And I'll put links in the show notes, which aren't affiliate links. But if you want to check those books out, I'll put the links there. I also slept as much as I wanted to. I went back to therapy after a two-year break. I took a couple of complete full days off. I reduced my Instagram time even further. Uh, We started a renovation project at Jeff's house, and I learned new skills like floor leveling. I committed to a weekly newsletter style email to my list, and I found that I actually enjoyed writing it, which a couple of years ago me would not be able to believe. I even enjoyed filming GIFs to put in that weekly email. I did feel aligned about hosting the second quarter Spark Possibilities event for the podcast. That's one episode back. I also reached out to organizations such as National Acupuncturist Associations and provincial reflexology associations to start booking speaking opportunities. And I recorded a couple of guest podcast episodes, one of them on Tiffany Engel's podcast, Authenticity is Addictive. And I also spent some time booking other podcasts for the months to come. On to my most meaningful actions in September. First, I voted in the Canadian federal election for a progressive female Indigenous candidate from the party that, in my opinion, is most likely to make the big changes necessary to make modern life better for everyone and not just people who look like me. I have always taken voting very, very seriously. This feeling only intensifies as I get older and also the more my eyes are opened to social injustice and environmental issues. Number two, a little more business specific. I lessened the time that I spend on social, and that includes lessening the prepping time to share on social. So this has been driven by a hard look at the data from within Google Analytics and a hard look at where clients have actually been finding me. So I did an assessment of how much time on Instagram is actually warranted and how much am I just wasting my time. So for today, I am recording around 2 p.m. my time. And so far, I'm only at seven minutes on Instagram, which has got to be a record for me. And the more time that I wrestle away from that app, the better I feel. I know that I have a lot of work to do on uncoupling the concept of success in business with time spent marketing on social. This is a work in progress for me. I think that you are likely working on the same from what I hear from my private clients. To give you a bit more context into this, I wanted to share what I posted inside one of the memberships that I'm in on the topic of saving time. Psychologically, I think I have to invest time on Instagram because it looks like everyone else is, but the data doesn't support it. The episodes of the podcast that I've remembered to promote on Instagram don't have any more listens. And consider this, I have had 68 people tap my website link through Instagram in the last three months, but just one of my blog posts was visited 582 times in the last three months. The time investment on Instagram was at least an hour a day, so figure a minimum of 90 hours, and the time investment on that blog post was maybe four hours total. When I really look at that, I get to draw totally new conclusions about what is worth my time and what isn't. Another meaningful change is that I swapped out my email signature. What I used to have felt aligned for a long time and 
it briefly went into my email boundaries. It gave people an expectation for when their email would be returned. But for the last few weeks, whenever I saw it at the bottom of emails, it just sounded more grumpy, honestly, than anything else to me. So I removed that and I'm going to leave it blank for now until I can feel into what feels aligned again. Now you might be wondering, how is that a meaningful change? It took, took you 10 seconds. It's an email signature. What's the big deal? The way that I look at it, it affects the energy of every email I send. If all of my communication, my outbound communication has this aspect of a lower vibration attached to it, this starts to create a ripple effect throughout my whole business. It makes my clients less happy. Uh, It might make them more impatient rather than less. And it's just not serving me anymore. So it has to go. (laughs) To echo what I told a client on a coaching call this month, you can always make changes in your business. When something stops feeling good, you can affect change until it does. You'll be making tiny tweaks forever, and though on the one hand it feels like everything's forever unfinished, there is also huge power in this. You're building an inlined business one tiny detail at a time. By continually refining the smallest details into what you actually want to feel and experience. My other most meaningful action this month is a website launch for a client. The clients that I work with are amazingly aligned. They are almost always healers or helpers, and this month's client was no exception. I launched a website for an osteopath who is in private practice uh, in a partnership with her partner. We worked together for four weeks to create a website that really reflects them and the success of their practice. The last time they'd created a website, they had had a friend created. It was years ago. It was great at the time. It served them well, but now their practice has really grown beyond that. They wanted a website that was more modern and more inviting and was more functional for their thriving practice. And although they're not using the website to specifically attract new clients because they're essentially booked out as osteopathic manual practitioners. They want to use the website to be a resource to their current clients and also be a resource for anyone who is searching on osteopathic information uh, to be an honest, ethical resource for anyone who is looking for more information, who's navigating the health system and looking for the solution that's right for them. Uh, And so we worked together for four weeks to change up their brand, to modernize their logo, to create a color palette that spoke to both of the practices partners to their ideal clients, but also was connected to them and their values. Then we worked through an entire website worth of website copy that is going to be both search engine friendly and client friendly. And then of course, the website design itself. So designing a navigational flow that's easy, that is aesthetically pleasing, and that is inviting and that walks people through exactly what they're going to start to experience before they even show up in my client's physical space. We had our launch day a few weeks ago and launch days are always very meaningful for me because I know that my clients have invested a significant amount of time and energy and money into working with me to create a website that really works for them and fits where they're at in their business, but also grows with them over time. And that launch day, that excitement that I get to witness from them is so, so, so rewarding. Congratulations to my clients at Salus Manual Therapy on your September website launch. So to close this episode, I'm turning it over to you with these few action steps. One, 
Look beyond the surface level on one aspect of your business and tell yourself the truth. Then take one meaningful action based on that truth and based on those results. Two, make one tiny change today that moves you one step closer to alignment. You might notice that that has the biggest impact. Three, I do these alignment reports totally for you so you can see what works for me, what doesn't, and what I'm doing about it. If you feel like something is missing from this series, please tell me so that I can adjust future episodes. As I told Tiffany this week when we recorded on her podcast, you can ask me anything and I will answer it. I'm a chatter and I really value honesty and authenticity. I want to be chatting about what you want to hear about. So please send feedback on these episodes either via email or my website or social media and ask any questions that you have. For if you are at a place of creating a website that matches the success of your business or a website that is going to up-level you to that level of success that you are desiring and you feel like working with me might be an aligned next step, you can see everything about website packages on the website clearquartzcreative.co and you can also ask me any questions. I love to personally answer your questions Uh, whether that's in email or in DMs on social. I have two spots in November and two spots in December for you if you are feeling aligned. I hope your October is magical and I'm wishing you the wisdom to know what feels aligned for you and what doesn't in your unique business. Thank you for listening to the Aligned Action Podcast. I hope this episode has helped you take the first step to turn your ideas and insights into income. For one-on-one guidance and done-for-you solutions, visit clearquartzcreative.co to see how we can work together. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Each review helps me to help more entrepreneurs like you dig deeper and get crystal clear. Until next week, remember, you're a gem. Every intention you set and every action you take is an expression of being the brilliant business owner you already are.